Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 40 of Samp and Chance, episode 40. Yes, you heard that correct. We have managed to make 40 episodes for all of you and for us, I guess, ultimately. Um, joined as always is my man with the plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? Happy Thursday. Doing good. I'm happy we made the 40 episodes. All of them have been good. They've all been of good quality. I'm proud of every one of them. Yeah, I know, 100%, man, and they can only be getting better and better. I'd love to kind of maybe go back to maybe episode two and three and see what we did and, you know, where yeah. we kind of progressed. But, uh, yeah, no, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff has come our way. We've been really fortunate with with the plethora of news and everything that's kind of been happening this year. Uh, 2022 has been, I mean, we got, what, three, four months left, three months left of the year? And, yeah. um No, four, sorry. Four, well, yeah. Well, we're almost over. August is almost over, so you know, technically three more months left, and uh, yeah, this is fun. This has been great. I can't wait. I can't wait to We've see. We've had some good interviews on the way. We've had some good of our own pod, own content. We've had it all. No, hundred percent. And there's a lot more great stuff coming along the way. Uh, so just you know, just bear with us. Stay tuned. Stay with us. Like and subscribe, guys. Like and Absolutely. subscribe. Hit that notification button down at the bottom. Uh, it takes half a second. We timed it. We really have. And, uh, you know, all your support means the world to us. Samp underscore chance. That's our Instagram handle. Go there. Why? Because then you'll find our bio tree and you can find all our links. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. And uh, you're already at Instagram, so you're already there. But here we are a few days now, maybe close to a week removed from Usyk Joshua. I want to start it this way, man. A few years ago. I guess 2019, 2019, the heavyweight boxing division was dominated by a three-headed dragon. Two of those heads decided to fight for one of the titles, and the other head was going to defend history against the winner of that. That was always the plan. But no one saw the two heads having a draw in the first fight. No, unexpected. And that and that basically changed everything because then our third dragon decided to have a fight in between, which he lost. Surprisingly, yeah. Surprisingly, in Madison Square Garden, that changed the dynamic of everything. Everyone thought the the possibility of seeing these great fights was was never going to happen. So let's fast forward. Part two happens between Fury and Wilder, and as expected by most people. Wilder got the job done. A lot of people thought he got the job done in the first fight. And you no, know what? Was... Fury got the job done. Sorry, Fury got the job done. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, I think he got the job done in the first fight too, despite the knockdowns and so everything. Do he dominated that fight. But I mean, uh, judging is judging, right? And we saw that again this weekend with one of the judges uh, in, in the Usyk Joshua 2 fight. Losing to Ruiz kind of took the luster off of everything, but then he won the belt back. Then he defended against Pulev and won. Uh, and, and then basically, here we are now where that fight will probably never happen now. So there is only one head left, and that is Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury versus Usyk is probably next in the cards, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's just talk about the fight that happened on the weekend. Your thoughts on it, Chance? It's basically what I predicted in our last podcast that uh, Usyk will win on points. I thought uh, Joshua fought a better fight this time. He had him in the ninth round. He seemed to let him off the hook a little bit. I thought he'd pressure him more and step on the gas. But, you know, Usyk was hurt in the round nine. and three. Joshua kind of backed off in the tenth and he, he re recouped and outboxed him. 
Well, I, I'll say this. I gave Joshua three rounds. I gave him the second just, you know, for, for a bit of the output that he had there. It was a little bit more of the aggressor in the second round, I felt. And the eighth and the ninth is where I think he got his rounds. And absolutely the ninth. And I did predict, I said that Joshua would probably win by TKO or KO in the ninth round. And, you know, it came close, but he just didn't have enough in him. Um, here's here's my prediction. Here's my take on the whole thing. He he got outboxed, severely outboxed, you know, and it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything that would make you go, oh, my God. It was more of a very technical, very gifted boxer uh, that that just dominated him. And it basically, it's not about throwing power punches. It's not that. It's just touching him. And his counter punch. That's what he was doing, yeah. And 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 basically, he was basically winning it on the points. You know, like he knew that's how he had to do it. Um, Joshua showed glimpses of Joshua in the ninth round, and absolutely, yeah, you know. But you would think he could build off of that on the tenth, but Usyk came out in a beast mode in the tenth round. He did, yeah. He recouped fast. He recouped fast, and and he basically won the fight in the tenth round. That that was basically it. After that, Joshua really needed a knockout. And I'm not saying that Usyk coasted to victory, but he he didn't you know he didn't do Joshua any favors. Just kept no, touching him, kept touching him, you know, and, and he didn't help him. Um, total punch stats here, if we may, really quickly. So Usyk landed 170 punches out of 712 thrown. That's the most that Joshua's ever been landed on. Yeah, he he landed pretty well, pretty well. Right, Joshua only landed 124 punches out of 492. Um, total jabs into the body, 39 by Usyk, 23 by Joshua. And power punches, 131 out of 315 for Usyk, compared to that of 101 out of 280 shots landed by Joshua. Now, here's something else I've been kind of looking at here as well. Everyone was talking about, okay, the changing trainer, the changing trainers, change in technique, change in everything. And... Okay, yeah, he brought in Robert Garcia. He had Angel there as well, who's been there for a few camps now. Yeah. I think a lot of people, A, forget to realize or choose not to accept the fact that Joshua coming to this fight had lost, you know, well, at the end of this fight, he he finished, you know, with, with three out of five were losses, right? The Ruiz rematch and the Pulev, or what's it? Yeah, what's the Pulev he fought, right? Yeah, he beat him. Yeah, he beat him, and those were the two victories. Other than that, the last out of his last five, three He's of them three losses. Yeah. yeah, Usyk has his number. I, I'll say Usyk will beat him ninety nine times out of a hundred. I agree. Usyk I also don't fight again. They're done with this. I think he put the exclamation point on it. Well, he had to have right. I mean, there is really no rematch here. The, so what I was talking about the trainers here, Rob McCracken sitting at home on his couch is probably watching this fight, thinking I could have done this with yep. him because Garcia. I found Garcia doing the exact same things in between rounds that McCracken would have, was doing for him in the first fight. You know, that false feeling of, oh, you're winning. You're winning. I don't know what why Garcia... they say that when you know he's not winning. I don't know why they're doing that. I think I think it's supposed to possibly mentally make you feel more confident. Yeah. You know, like, you know it's kind of like the guy who just had sex with two women. You know who he is because when he walks out of the room, he's fucking got that bounce in his step and, you know, he's he's got that swagger and he's feeling good, right? Yeah. Now, unbeknown to him, he could, that could have been the worst sex those two women ever had in their life. Good point. 
<laughs> right? But as long as you have that mentality, if you're going to tell your boxer you're losing, you're losing, then how, how, wh what kind of mental state are you going to be in? Yeah, that's a fair point. You figure they would have said, hey, man, put the pressure on. It's a close fight. You got to step up more. You got to, you know, I don't understand why they weren't pressuring him a little more to, to, to push the pace and hit him more. I don't get it. I mean, I'm not a trainer and I wasn't at ringside, but I don't know what the peripheral or the view you have of ringside in the corner is. But I mean, I can understand. Like I said, Usyk fought a very technical, technical yeah, yeah, fight. Yeah, a good fight. And, and because of that, it didn't look like he was creating a lot of damage. I can see where... I'm, I'm not... I'm just saying, I'm just trying to find yeah, no, I get it. I some get kind of saying. reason to kind of justify or kind of help understand where that came from. The other problem with Joshua here, I found, was that his whole career, up until Ruiz, which I think also falls into what I'm about to say... Um, indicates to me that that Joshua's career was basically set up for all the fights that he ever had you know for him to look at for him to look superior yeah and it wasn't until the last five fights that you got to see a Joshua that was actually facing people that could legitimately do something now Klitschko you know Someone might say, well, what he about Klitschko? Back right? end of his prime. He's the back end of his prime. Exactly, right? You still so put him he, down, though, but yeah. You still put him down, but that that there should have been an indication, and I think that was an indication to Eddie Hearns and his team. Like, oh, shit. If this 40-year-old, something can do this to him, you know, we got to be careful in who we're going to match him up with. And I bet Ruiz was brought in. Oh, look, it's a short, stout, little, chubby Mexican fella. Yeah. We'll have fun with him. Right? And, and to be fair, man, Joshua's biggest problem, I find, in going back and looking at some of the fights, he cannot deal with good hand speed and fast feet. No. Fa fast footwork. Right? Those seem to be his two biggest, you know, biggest, you know, pieces of kryptonite that, that affect him. Ruiz brought fast feet, and he brought quick hands in that first fight. But nobody's seen that coming. Yeah. No one saw that coming, right? Neither did Joshua. And, you know, everyone can say, oh, it was, you know, first, you know, New Madison Square Garden, this and that. But if you fought in Germany against, four, you know, 90,000 people, the way he did against Klitschko and whatnot, what's what's 20,000 people? Exactly. No, he, right? I, that's an excuse they were using. Right. And and, and if, if Ruiz, you know, who I'm still not by impressed by in any way, um, I'm sure you kick my ass. Absolutely. I we'll see him in him. a few weeks here. Well, yeah, I will see him in a few weeks. And I think he's going to get knocked out, you know, um, right. but because well, I'll touch on that in a second. I just wanted to finish this off. If, if Ruiz hadn't been the fat little kid in the candy store after the door had been locked and stuffed himself, made himself fatter before that rematch, you know, he would have won. I mean, the guy couldn't even lift his feet off the mat in the second fight. Yeah, I don't know what he, why he was doing that. You just beat Joshua, you have a rematch, and you don't train hard to get out of shape. It, it's the it's that whole it's that whole like oh my god, look at all this money I have now. Mm -hmm. You know, and and he just basically you could see it, you could see it. He was making his. He looks good now though. He's lost a lot of weight since Joshua's fight. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, but he still has no chin. Yeah, I still say he has no chin. I mean, at at the end of the day, his last fight against Chris Ariola. Yeah. How old is Ariola? He was like in his forties, right? That was kind of pretty much late thirties, early forties, something like exactly. that. Exactly. He still got knocked him down twice. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he's in my opinion. I don't think he stands a chance against Ortiz. It's gonna be somebody's going down in that fight. They ain't, ain't going the distance. Tell you that. I think it'd be. I think it'd be. I think it's. You know, I'm gonna call it right now, man. I'm pretty safe. 
Ortiz is going to beat him. Knockout. Eighth round, seventh, eighth round. Easy. He'll Indeed. knock him down. He'll knock him down in the third, I think, once. He'll probably knock him again, probably in the fifth, and then he'll finish him in the fifth, eighth. Could be. Yeah. That's got right, no but... chin. You can lose all the weight in the world, but you still have a chin. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Right? And that's been proven. Um, so the fight happens and the outburst happens. Your thoughts. What's all that about? I think it's an accumulation. Honestly, I really, I've thought about it. I've watched it back a few times now and I, I've seen it and watched it and watched it. And I basically see, saw a man have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. He surrounded himself, his team, everyone around him, his whole career has told him, you're the best. You're the best. You're this, you're that, you know, always whispering in his ear constantly. And you would think that Garcia and the new team that he had wouldn't do that because that was what, I feel his downfall has been in the last couple of years is that he's not living up to the hype and he's not understanding why he's losing. And that's just an accumulation of a man who just had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. You know, he's held it together. And to be fair, man, I have to agree with Eddie Hearns when he says that, look, look at what this guy has been doing for the last five, six years. Mega fight after mega fight after mega fight after stadium after stadium, right? Like, I mean, the guy's been going full tilt. Hold on, you know, and, and and I can get it. Like, you know, when he lost to Usyk the first time, you know, he was pretty. You know, and when he lost to Ruiz the first time, he was pretty cool about it. He was he held it all in. But I think this time, because he changed everything, because he trained extra he's hard, still because, lost, yeah, and he still lost. You know, it just, it's a burning point. I, and I can understand it. Was it the right time? No, but I get it. Right. But, you know, I, I, I do respect the fact that he caught himself at the end and was able to come back. And I don't get the whole tirade. He took away a very special moment for Usyk. You know, he, by yeah, doing he was all very that. selfish. He should have cut him. He should have cut his mic off. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. No, you know, and, you know, that was just really unfortunate. Did you, and see, I what just... did you see what he did backstage to Lomachenko? No, what did he do? Tell me. So backstage, uh, Lomachenko said, you know, Congratulations, you fought a good fight. You know, and he tried to lunge at him. What did you say to me? And his crew had to pull him back. Yeah, backstage after the fight. Yeah, no, I mean, Anthony Joshua. And Lomachenko, what is he, 140 pounds? A little guy. Come yeah, on. yeah. No, well, here's what I think. I think Joshua needs to take a little time off. And, like, well, I got bad have... news for Joshua. If he fights again, he's going to be fighting Wilder, and Wilder's going to knock him to China, man. You know, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that's going to be the next fight. I think he would fight someone like a Dillian White, probably. Yeah, that could be something safe. Right? No, no, something safe. He he can't go right to he can't he can't do that. And if if any of his people are telling him to do that, he needs to change his management. I think he'd be better served to be with Frank Warren or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Eddie. This is Eddie Hearn's gravy train. Go him and Canelo. Yeah. Well, Canelo is his own man. He only comes to Eddie when he needs to. Yeah, that's true. Right, I mean, other than that, Canelo goes wherever he, where the money is. Smart, right? He likes Eddie. He'd like to work with Eddie more and more, and he's probably the one promoter that he does work with the most right now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, his main source of income has been Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he's a he's his cash cow. He's his cash cow, right? So I mean, he has to really be smart in what he wants to do now. I think the best thing for Anthony Joshua right now is to take some time off. He's still young. He's not old. Yeah, he's only 31. He's only 30, 32. Um, okay. I believe so, yeah. Uh, 31, 32 years old, let's kind of say. He needs to relax. He needs to just unwind, rethink everything, 
and come back with a fresh perspective. I, I just think it's just been way too long. He's been grinding at it forever. You know, he's been away from his family for months on end to, for training, uh, even even in preparation for whatever. Just He's really steadfast. I'll give him that. He is a professional when it comes to his skill and his trade and whatnot. Yeah, um, unfortunately, absolutely. that outburst kind of took some of the shine off of him. And I think the best thing for him is just to walk away a little bit. People have a short memory these days. You know, we've talked about it. The attention span of the most, the average fan is really short. Yeah. Right. People will forget. We live in a, what have you done for me lately? And what can you do for me tomorrow world? Yeah. He needs to take some time off for a bit, six months, eight months. Something like that. Let Fury and Usyk box it out and see what happens wilder. Now let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Right after the fight, you know, he Fury comes out and he bats, he starts to badmouth Usyk and calls him the foreigner and the Ukrainian and this <laughs> the and that. The middleweight, yeah. The middleweight. And you know what? I, I get it and everything. But now we're looking at December 18th possible as a possible date, the night before, or December 17th or 18th, the night before the uh, World Cup final. Okay, that's what they're thinking. That's what they're hoping for. The World Cup final is on the Sunday, so whatever that Saturday is, the 17th or 18th, I'm not sure. But I believe that's the date they're looking at. But here's the deal. Now, Fury's kind of contradicting himself in interviews that I've listened to. And, you know, he's saying one thing, but he comes back with another thing. And do you know how much he wants for this fight? 500 mil, yeah. Pounds. So almost a billion. Well, they kept calling it pounds. I don't know what the currency would be. I think he was but... saying Mayweather got four hundred million for Pacquiao. I should get five hundred million. Yeah, but people. but they kept talking pounds, and, and in every um, and in every uh, what do you call it article that I've looked at, the pound symbol is being there. Okay, maybe. Yusuf yeah. also said, "If I'm not fighting Fury, I'm retiring. I'm not fighting anybody else." So he's put. They're both putting the pressure on for the promoters to make this happen, right? Well, you know who I think he should fight. If he doesn't want it, I can say Yonti. Should possibly get a chance. Well, Deontay's got that fight booked up in October 1st, but yeah. No, yeah, I know, but I mean, even De- Deontay's put his hat in there. He said, hey, look, if he doesn't want to fight, I'll do it. They'll, they're going right? to make Usyk and Fury will happen. It's going to happen. It will happen, but apparently right now, from what I understand, Fury said, you have seven days to show me the money. Yeah, I said that. I seen that, yeah. Right? I guarantee if they show up to him on the ninth or 10th day, he'll still go ahead and fight. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He wants to unify the heavyweight champ. He'll beat Usyk. He will knock him out and he'll retire. He has to. He has to do something because it's Usyk not fair. is just too small for him. It's as simple as that. Size no. matters, weight matters. No, yes, I get it. Usyk might be a little more skilled, but when Fury's going to rough him up, he's not like Joshua. He's going to come right in his face and rough him up and hold him and grab him and dirty box him and push him around. He's never had that before, and he's going to feel it. That's well, a lot well, of weight. That's the thing, right? I mean, he's only had four fights in the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. right? You know, and not to say take anything away from what he's accomplished and what he's done. I still say he. Pound for pound, the best guy in the, in boxing right now. I think even Wilder would beat Usyk just for the simple fact that he hit so hard and he's so big. See, that's the thing, though. I, I think that Usyk would beat Wilder because if we're talking about skill and boxing He's IQ, got more skill, yeah. I'm going to say if, if Wilder hits that right hand, I don't think he's like her. He's not going to be able to get back up. No, maybe he won't if he gets that right hand off. But, I mean, if he can dominate like he did and just kind of box the way he boxed. But I don't think Usyk ever feared Joshua. But he's gonna, you're going to fear – you fear Wilder and Fury because they know one shot lights out with these guys. They're that dangerous. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it 100%. We'll but, I get, but, again, I, just based on what I've seen from Usyk, you know, the technical savvy, the way oh, he fights great. and everything, I mean, I think he posed more of a problem for Deontay Wilder than he would yeah, know, Fury. I, 
Absolutely, right? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, he has that punch. Deontay has that punch. He will always yeah, have that yeah, until yeah. something, right? But, yeah. but I mean, we've seen him outbox. Yeah. We've seen him put up against it, right? Again, I don't think any fight that you see Usyk in will be one of those fights where you go, wow, that was a great knockout, or wow, that was a great, you know, this and that. You're going to see technical boxing at his best. Only the purest boxing fans will be able to appreciate exactly. what he does. Right? I think personally, and this is something I think you might enjoy hearing me say, Deontay Wilder against Usyk will probably be more entertaining and and bring in more of the casual fan, as you like to say, than Fury Usyk would. Yeah, depending where they do that, would, would probably be in the States. Well, if it was against Deontay, I'm sure they'd come to America. Yeah. Right Vegas. Right now, the only people who can afford this fight would be the Saudis. Because of the money that they're asking, yeah. Right? They're the only guys who can afford it. So if, if it's going to be Fury, it'll be in Saudi Arabia because that's the only place that can pay him for that. I, is it is it worth 500 million pounds, which is close to a billion dollars? If you if you exchange it, they ain't nope. gonna give him that much. I'll say you'll 500 million American take it or leave it now. No, you'll take that. Yeah, you know, maybe that's what he's referring to, but still, I don't even think it's worth 500 million. Well, he's saying that Mayweather's getting a couple hundred million a fight, and he's gonna say I'll put more people. In yeah, the but he's in Vegas. He doing. he stays in Vegas, so that's the thing. He fights in Vegas. Right? So it's going to have to be somewhere, like you said, Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that. No, no, I'm talking about Mayweather. His fights are the 200 million, the 400 million. Yeah, yeah it's all Vegas. Right? All his fights are in Vegas because you know you're going to sell everything out. Like, I mean, think about it. Look how much Canelo and, and Triple G tickets are. At, I checked those tickets today. Funny that you say that. Well, the cheapest ticket right now, Canadian, for, this is like upper deck, touch the, touch the roof. Yeah. 835. Let's come down a bit. Yeah, come out a little bit. Come down to 100 bucks. One seat. What's that in American? Like 1400 1300 800 No, it'd be close. Well, you know what? I'd say it's closer to maybe nine, maybe 1050 with the yeah, exchange rate, so. right? So you're still looking at 1000 US. Let's you imagine that if I was at Allegiant Stadium and get in for like 80 bucks. Probably less if we were looking for the same seats. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Right, and I, I wish they would have done it there because the gate would have probably been the same. They would have sold out Allegiant Stadium. They would have totally sold out Allegiant Stadium. You still well, have yeah. the same. You probably probably make more. Uh, Maybe a cool spectacle, Allegiant. you know? It'd be so cool to see that. I would love to see it, even if it was at SoFi. That would have been fun. That'd be cool. Right, if you think about both locations, Mexican Independence Day. There's a lot of Latino and and Mexican. Um, Mexican families that are living in those two cities. You know, a yep. lot of the people that would travel to Vegas, but a lot of them are in LA. Yep. Right. And it's not that far up from the border either. You're only about an hour, an hour and a half out from the border. Yeah, it's not far at all. It'd be huge. It would have been right? huge. So I don't I don't see the logic in it. Like, I mean, eight hundred dollars for a nosebleed seat. I mean, you really have disposable income if you're gonna buy that ticket. Yeah, or you're a big, big, big triple G or canal fan. Those are the only reasons, yeah. Well, I'm looking at you, bro, so I'm wondering if what you're going to do here. So, I don't know. The only thing holding me up is I got that Monday Raw trip to next week. Literally, I'll be leaving six days later. That's yeah. the only thing backing me down. I'm telling you, I would rather go to Vegas for the Spence Crawford fight if it ever gets announced, man. That's the fight that I'd want to go to. I just love Triple G so much. And I think this might I be his it. last fight, right? That's the no, thing. no, no, no. I get that 100%. But for, for just 
something special. I think that when it's announced, when it comes to fruition, that's going to be a very special. Story. I don't think it's going to happen this year, right? Uh, if it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen in the next, you know, four or five months. You know, yeah, but then Bud's thirty-five. He's already getting the back end of his prime already again. Here we go again. But I don't Cousin know what you're going to do. Mayweather Pock is already 35, 36. Well, then that's that's on fucking Bud. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, like, the longer we wait, the less. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Right. But that's purely on him. I mean, who's got more of the title? Spence does. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all the, you know, like, why wouldn't Bud not be motivated? He wanted this fight. The guy's been in a car accident. He, he came back half a shell of an individual in his first fight. Looked amazing in his second fight, Earl Spence, I'm talking about. Looked like the Spence that everybody wanted to see Crawford fight. I don't see what the holdup is here. There's no promoter on the one side. He's he's representing himself. He can go anywhere. He can make it happen. He wants to make it happen. Yeah. Well, Again, we're not there. We're not privy to it. We don't know what's going on. But I hope that fight gets... It's uh, funny because when Pocky was going to fight Spence before Spence hurt his eye, that fight was made in a couple weeks. So I don't know what the holdup of Bud's end is. So it almost makes you wonder, is this Bud holding everything up? Well, yeah, because Pocky got Spence in the ring, but they didn't fight because he got hurt, but they were going to get it on. That's what he's in that I went. Spence got hurt, but so why can't Bud make it happen if Pocky can do it? Pocky is like 40 years old, 41 at the time. But do you think Spence made it because he saw the opportunity for the big cash, man? Yeah, he wanted to finish a legend off, send him back in and get his name out there and big cash. Yeah, but he'll get big cash too with Crawford. Well, it would be big cash, but I mean, at the, but that would be at Cowboy Stadium, probably Jerry World. Right. I mean, they're they're based out of Texas, so I mean, yeah, well, I mean, well, no, he's from Iowa, right? Yeah, Spence is Texas. Yeah, it's Spence is Texas, and um, yeah, I mean, and Jerry Jones is a big Earl, Earl Spence fan, so you know if they're gonna fight, he'll put that on. Yeah, no doubt, and he'll probably sell too. Um, oh, yeah. But you know, you know, it, it's kind of interesting the world of boxing right now, man. We we got all these great fights coming up. I mean. I think we're a little quiet this weekend. Nothing too spectacular happening. Nothing major, no. Nobody of notoriety. I mean, I'll be watching whatever is there. And your boy uh, Ruiz is fighting. Ortiz. Uh, Ortiz. September 3rd, I think that's fighting. Yeah, yeah. They're basically coming out. Here we go. Give me a quick second here. So this weekend we have Jose Prasada against Richard Comey. I think it's going to be a fun fight. You know, yeah, I have no problem right. with that. I mean, I'll be on there watching it. You know, it's it's coming in, coming out of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Sunday, September 4th, Andy Ruiz Jr. against Luis Ortiz. Now, that's a crazy night. You got Doing those it on two, Sunday, uh, Sunday, September 4th. Yeah, wow. Well, think about it. You got Clash. Well, no, that wouldn't really affect anything. Clash of the Castle is on the third, but it's a long weekend, too, right? It's Liberty, yeah, weekend. it's a long weekend before school. So, 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 and that's happening at the Crypto Arena in Los Angeles. In LA, yeah. yeah, so that's happening. September 10th, you got Clarissa Shields against Savannah Marshall. That's going to be really good. Uh, I think, personally, I think that's the next big card uh, in boxing. September 17th, you got your man, Triple G, against uh, Canelo. People are betting Canelo big time because I looked at the fight odds when it first came out. Triple G was plus 33, which means three to one underdog. Now he's yeah. a four to one underdog. So people are the sharps are putting all their money on Canelo. So no, 100 bucks on Triple G wins. You get 400. Not a bad return. Oh, there you go, man. Uh, Shakir Stevenson, who we saw fight, is coming back on Friday, September 22nd in Newark, New Jersey against Robson Contiao. I don't know what the point of that fight is. That's just another tune up for him. 
I has to be a tune up fight for something else, right? He hasn't fought since we saw him in April, so he's just doing his due diligence. Yeah, I get it. And keeping it going. And you gotta respect that, right? You yeah. know who I'm really fall you know who I'm falling in love with here a little bit now is Nico Walshally. Yeah, we've seen him live too. We saw him live, but he's fought like a couple times since then too. Yeah, the guy's a, putting in his work, fighter, man. man. He's putting his work in. And you know, that's something I wanted to talk about really quick. I, I was listening to someone talk about this. And um, he, it was really valid. All these guys look at Mike Tyson and, and you know, all these legends, and Lennox Lewis and whatnot, and they, these younger boxers, right? And they're trying to get that kind of notoriety and whatnot. But people don't understand, like, these guys. Tyson fought 15 times in one year. It's crazy. Leading up to his title fight. Granted, they were fucking... One run round, one round, maybe three rounds tops, four rounds tops at any given time. Let's say each fight average, fight average of maybe three and a half rounds. Yeah. Right. But he put the work in. Now, this is the problem I have with boxing today. You have all these great names and whatnot, but none of these guys want to put the work in. Because the promoters are protecting them. They only want to fight a few times a year for the cash bell, right? Yeah, but it makes no sense. You don't build your legacy that way, man. You got to no, put the work in, right? I mean, a guy like Joshua would have benefited a lot from putting that kind of work in. He has no amateur career. He had no amateur background. He yeah. basically fought at the Olympics and the pros. went pro, right? And he accomplished a lot in 10 years. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Joshua. I'm almost Joshua. wondering if Joshua is carrying around too much muscle, limiting his movement. He gets tired all the time. He looks like he's too muscular. Like he looks good, but like I wonder if that's slowing him down a bit there. Possibly, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to skills, right? Well, that too. And, but... and ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Like, I mean, he should know his body. After ten years of competing, he should know what's what. He should know, you know, how much muscle he should have on his frame. Um, because yeah, you're right. I mean, muscles needs oxygen. Yeah, exactly. The more muscular you are, the quicker you're going to gas out, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So so from that perspective, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it never seemed to be a problem before, but now you got to have to look at everything if you're Anthony Joshua. Like, I mean, it, this goes beyond picking a training team. You have to look at yourself because you really showed yourself. Joshua basically showed what level he's at and where Pretty he's much. at. That's it. He's at that level now. You, That's Anthony Joshua. Deontay Wilder showed us that you can't, you know, I don't know. Tyson Fury is the exception, okay? Yeah. Anthony, you know, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder both changed their trainers. You can only learn so much in a few months exactly. if you've always balked a certain way, right? I mean, Deontay was getting his ass kicked by Ortiz until he got, he ate that right. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, Joshua needs to, I don't think there's another level to Joshua. This is his top, yeah. This is his top level. I think in, in terms of him doing anything now, he needs a couple tune-up fights before you can even consider putting him back in the picture. I agree. Right? He's he's unfortunately he's lost that status of you know he's had many chances though, many chances, but no, and he's been successful on all most of them, right? I mean, mm -hmm. but again, it's the quality of the fighter that he's faced always. Yeah, and it's not something that you would think about until something like this happens to a guy. You know, most of us, I would never thought of it. I mean, I would look at who he's fought in the past and go, "Okay, this, this isn't, you know, makes sense. This one's easy. This one's yeah. easy." But I don't think you would ever really look at it or break it down until you lose three out of five. Yeah, and you take some time off, give him a tune-up fight. Yeah, I think I think um, 
You know, I don't think he'd fight Jazora because Jazora seems to be his why doesn't he have the why doesn't he have the the trilogy with Ruiz? If Ruiz beats Ortiz, why not finish that up? They're one on one. You can finish that, but I think Dillian White would be a fun fight too. That'd be fun. Right? I think that'd be a good tune up fight. I think Dillian coming off his victory over Chizora too. Or no, Chizora beat him, sorry. You know, you know, he it'd be a nice little bounce back fight for Maybe he'll fight Chizora, man. Sorry? Maybe he'll fight Derek, Derek and Joshua. Who did you know? Sorry, Chizora beat Pulev. I'm sorry. Why am I thinking that? Uh, yeah, Dillian White got knocked out by Fury. Exactly. Sorry. Pardon me. Pardon me. Um it might be a good match for both of those guys, you know, coming yeah. off losses and kind of, you know, it's something they both kind of need, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, I think Joshua would beat, beat him. You'd think so, but these guys rough it up and fight, you know, pretty hard. So he doesn't like that style. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, he would again, be the favorite though. Time will tell, my friend. Time will tell. But hey, uh, today is August the 25th. So what happened on this day in boxing? I got a good one today. So this wasn't yeah. a fight, but this is somebody that passed away 15 years ago today, Diego Chico Corrales, who had one of the you know greatest fights probably in 2005 at Mandalay Bay against Castilla. I said that in one of our second boxing podcasts. We were talking about which fights the fans should watch. Corrales, sorry, Castilla versus Corrales, 2005, Mandalay Bay on Showtime, round 10. He got knocked down twice. Corrales got up, finished the fight, ref stopped it, TKO on um, Castilla. Now, how did he pass away? He was only 25 years old. He was driving his motorcycle in Vegas. He went to pass a car. He's had a little bit too much to drink, lost control, slammed into the back of a car. Yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate, man. Prior yeah. to his, his uh, famous fight against um, Castillo, he uh, went to jail for 14 months for domestic abuse against his uh, girlfriend who was pregnant at the time. So I'm not saying he was the greatest guy in town, but he was a good fighter. He actually probably made his best fight ever. I thought he looked his best. So he actually knocked out Chico Corrales. So that was when Mayweather was still pretty boy Floyd at the time. I think that was in 03, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, 03, yeah. 02, on his yeah. way up. Mm-hmm. So... People, if you haven't seen Corrales versus Castilla, 2005, fight one. Watch that fight. It's one of the top five greatest fights ever, especially round 10. Yeah, Must I know. Watch. It was an amazing fight. Even part two was So rest in peace too. to Chico. I actually watched that fight only because my brother had a box in 05 where you could watch, I don't know, one of those black boxes. You could watch yeah, the stuff yeah. in the States. Yeah, yeah. So I was flipping through it. Oh, Showtime's on. And that's how I ended up seeing it. But yeah, rest in peace to Diego Chico Corrales. Amazing fight. 100% man. No, that was a really good fight. I mean, one of the, yeah, you know what, everybody, you go watch that fight. Absolutely. Know, especially if you don't want to watch a whole fight, YouTube at round 10, you'll be floored with how good it is. No, if, if you're new to boxing and you want to become a fan, this is one of those fights that will make you a fan. Yeah. In my opinion. Heart. So we got two time champion. Um, so he's done it all. And it's sad that he went, I was only 25 when he passed. Yeah. 30, now, 30, sorry, when he died. Sad. Unfortunately, you know, hey, he's alive today. He'd be 45 years old, he'd still be a young man. He's still a young man, probably retired. I wonder what his legacy would have been. I don't know. I think he had a lot of heart, he had a lot of knockouts, he got knocked out a lot, but he gave it all. Man, it was exciting to watch him just balls to the wall fighter 100%. Um, if you got a moment, I'd like to go off topic here a little bit. I see Ichiro behind you. Uh, he's getting inducted. Uh, this I guess on the 27th, is it the Hall of the the what is it, Seattle Mariners Hall of Fame, or what, yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, number. Okay, how, how tell us about Ichiro, man. You're you're a big fan. Yeah, what so was it came, about him? 
He came uh, when he was 28 years old from Japan, although they knew about him since 96. You look back at some older commercials. He's got a commercial when he first, sorry, not a commercial, but a vignette when he meets Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan, of baseball in Japan. Anyways, Mariners signed him in 2001. Mm-hmm. He was 28 years old. People forget that. So he already, already was older. I seen him in 2001 because I go to Mariners games every year. Left-handed batter, and he just slapped the, uh, slapped the ball down third baseline and ran it out. I've never seen a player run so fast. He's a small guy, but his arm, laser beams. He could throw from left field all the way to third base, the home. That year, he had 262 hits in his rookie year. It was rookie of the year. That Mariners team was still the greatest Mariners team ever as far as wins. They won 116 games. Yeah, they did. the all-time record in baseball. They lost yeah, they, eventually. In the second round, right? Yeah, the, the Yankees. Yeah. Um, but, right. I mean, he played till he was like, what, 43? And they kind of forced him to retire, sort of. But I've seen him play many times. I was actually in Seattle watching the Yankees versus Mariners when he got traded. So he got traded from Seattle to the Yankees. Day before, he's wearing a Mariners uniform. The next day, he had his Yankees uniform. Well, I was actually in Seattle for that. Oh, wow. How was so, that yeah, for you? I've seen a lot of good baseball players. But you're a Yankee so, fan, right? Yeah. Well, I like all baseball, but yeah. Uh, I, growing up, I love Yankees and Braves. Braves because they're always on um, Mr. Maddox. TBS 47. Remember the WCW days? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, and uh, you got Mr. Maddox as, there behind you? Yeah. As far as players that I've watched live, yeah. Ichiro is probably the, the most exciting player that I've seen play live. And I've seen Griffey and Bonds. Yeah. Randy Johnson and but the have way you had a chance, uh, have you had a chance to see Otani yet? No, I want to though. I've seen Trout his rookie year. Yeah. Um, man, that guy's quick couple steps in the next that place. would be an easy game to go watch, man. Because I mean the Angels are in the division, they're up here. How many games they're have they played the Seattle a year, right? Yeah, all the time. So Mariners That's gonna make the playoffs this year. If Mariners make the playoffs, I'll go down and check out a game just to watch a playoff game. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm totally love to go for that, man. Uh, the Let's wild card would they, be they will, they will be in the playoffs. Let's go down and check You think out. so? Yeah, they're in the wild card. They, in, they've, well, not officially. Oh, they, but have they, they, they've gotten better? Because last time I looked, they were still kind of struggling a little bit. No, they're in the they're in the playoffs. So if they keep doing oh, the wow. win, they will be in the wild card. Wow, wow. That'd so be either facing Yankees or Houston or something like that. But would they be at home? They'll be at home. They'll have a home game. Two home games. Best of five. Oh, okay. I thought the wild card was that one off. Well, depending, it could be the one depending where they got. So there's three teams in the wild card. We got Blue Jays, we got uh, Mariners, and who's the other one? Blue Jays, Mariners, uh, I think Minnesota. Uh, Baltimore's in there too, man. Baltimore's one game behind Mariners right now. They're, Baltimore's, they're Baltimore's probably the best team in baseball right now. Yeah, they look good. So, but yeah, if Mariners get in the playoffs, let's go down and watch a game. Definitely. I'm totally yeah. down for that, man. You heard it. And here by first. the way, while we're talking about that, next year, we got to go to this All Star Games in Seattle. Is it really? Yeah, this summer. Yeah, the schedule came so, out last year, didn't it? Yeah, so they last time they were here, yeah, I didn't go to it. I should. It was in two thousand and one, right? All Star Game. So now they're back. We got to go check out a home run derby. It's so fun to watch. You know, know, I'm down. Let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's only you know, it's what a two hour drive. Tops. Yeah, exactly. It's only ten months away before you know it. So perfect, perfect. All right, Chance. I tell you what, man. We've talked a lot here today about some great good boxing one. and good insights and whatnot. This day in history, it's a sad one, but it's a, it's it, you know it is what it is you yeah. know um what could have been what should have been we'll never know exactly that's the way i look at it right and, and the um, moral of the story basically is don't drink and drive especially if you're on a motorcycle well i mean just don't drink and drive bottom Period, line yeah. you know so don't I, drink and drive don't drug and drive don't do anything stupid when you drive yeah. he had kids he's a world champ and look what happened gone it's all over 
we're still talking about the guy 15 years later so he had a big well, there you go so. and can you only imagine if he had stuck around and accomplished exactly. a bit more but that that being said we don't know what the rest of it would have been exactly we don't know you know i i hate to mention it but you know you talk about you know serving some time domestic violence yeah i lost a lot of respect for him but i heard that i hate to yeah. say that but but uh, I'm talking about him as a fighter, though. No, 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 hundred percent. But what impact would have all those things had on him later on in life? Who knows, right? So I take him for face value. I take him for the great fighter that he was, exactly. and that tenth round stands up against Hagler, Hagler, Hearns. Yeah, you know that first round and whatnot. It's one Lord, of those. All that stuff. Yeah, it's one of those rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love to do it. I like to take all those rounds and put them into one match. Yeah, yeah, put a collage together. Collage like together, right? Like round one would be Hearns and and uh, Hagler. Round two would be, I don't know, Duran and Sugar Ray. Round three would be Corrales and Castilla. Castilla, yeah. Right? You could do Gaudy Ward, Fury Ward. Gaudy Ward. Yeah, like, oh, you know. There's a lot of mean, One day we'll talk about that. We'll put together our fav 12 round, fav, favorite 12 rounds in a fight. We'll yeah, collage yeah. one day. 100%. One round for each of them. Yeah, 100%. All right, Chance, here's where I am going to say goodbye to you, my friend. Have an awesome weekend if I don't you talk too. to you or see you soon. Um, guys, thank you for taking the time and the energy and for letting us into your years. Um, we're coming up to the weekend here, so everyone, please be safe. Enjoy with your families, your partners, whoever you enjoy with. Uh, and again, like we said, don't drink and drive, please. And, you know, just kind of think about yourself and think about everyone else around you. A stupid decision like that can change the lives of everybody within five to 10 seconds for the rest of their lives. And yeah. you don't want to be the catalyst of the guy who did that. So, or girl who well did said. that. So please, guys, be safe and, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing but be safe so you can come back on tuesday and listen to another awesome episode mm -hmm. of snap and chance that being said i am bobby sampson and with me is chance michaels and in the words of the great acdc those that download like and subscribe the podcast we salute you absolutely and in the words of ed whalen the ever so famous ed whalen in the meantime and in between time that's it for Samp and chance everybody have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon <laughs>